Oh, how was your um, jab, by the way? If you yeah, it was effect. good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, I felt like a bit drowsy, like after I had it, but apart from that, it was, yeah, it was fine. You know, I, I didn't really feel like bad at all, no side effects. What's it like when you go into Because yeah. I, I got mine in um, Bajend tomorrow. What's it like? Do you just go in and then you're like waiting and then they just take you into a room and. Yeah, they, you just basically just, just, like, just shove somewhere. it in you. Yeah. <laughs> just like. <laughs> you know like give you like details and stuff and then you're just like i would just sit down for a bit until like your number's called and then they just like when when you sat down it's like oh you know they ask you loads of questions like are you allergic to this blah 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 blah. you know have we ever had like blood clotting because of like you know the stuff with, like, oh, you're, you're taking the you're taking the, the the pfizer one yeah yeah um, and the pfizer one's a blood clot yeah issue. and then it's like after they uh you know they hit you up with the vaccine yeah you have to like sit down in like this like they call it a recovery area for 15 minutes just in case you have any sort of like adverse effects and then you can just go then once that's over just had you didn't have any big side effects you felt no no yeah i mean like a couple hours after it felt a bit like drowsy but i mean like it's nothing really you know Mm. yeah i mean obviously like i'm not really really a case study for everyone because i think it's very subjective but um we're yeah, probably going right. to be our second one, maybe in like July, August. The way it's going right now, and probably will be July. Hmm. Yeah, isn't it like seven, eight weeks or something? Yeah. By the way, guys, get your vaccines. <laughs> Save society. Um, do your do, do do your bit. Get a vaccine. The world um, is healing. <laughs> I love right. those memes. Get a cup of coffee in here, please. You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Oh, some coffee, some coffee. Okay, this guy needs coffee and cooler stuff. Damn good coffee and hot. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Harvey Coffee Cast where we talk everything film, TV, video games and conspiracy theories. I'm your host Reese Bolton. And I'm your host Reese Jones. And uh, well, as I say, we have come past our first year anniversary of the um, Harvey Coffee Cast, so like, you know, claps to that. Um, we made it for the whole year. Happy birthday, Mr. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Monroe, join no, us. No, you, you, what you're thinking of now is is Skylar White in the yes, singing that. Yes, that it's, scene. That the is cringe so hard. When that I watch one, that. That's probably the cringiest scene in Breaking Bad. <laughs> and Twig Bad is not a cringy show. Like it's weird, right? Like I, I forget her name. The actress. Oh, Anna Gun- I, think Anna, I think Anna Gunn. I think is the name. Anna Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, she like betrayed Skylar very well. Like I hate, I hated Skylar. Exactly, but it's, it's, it's so very much annoying. like like the Cersei Lannister from Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah. like that, right? It's yeah. like you you look at him and you're like, oh, I hate her. Like <laughs> I know, like Walter White's not a nice person, but you know, like when she's just nagging him and keeping on, you're like, oh, for God's sake, woman, just leave him alone. Like he's ill. <laughs> In a way, I feel like Jesse's like the main kind of protagonist because. He's yeah, not yeah. really. He's not evil. He has to do bad things because he's kind of thrust into his world of 
crime and you know dealing with dangerous people yeah. but Walter there's kind of no redemption for him with Jesse I yeah, can say about yeah. watching El Camino Je- Jesse's I'm the ha- redeemable character yeah, yeah like watching El Camino I'm like happy he's like able to move on with his life well, so- <sighs> I'm, I'm still a bit conflicted about El Camino I still think it, is, it was unnecessary when, when like Jesse was just like driving off like you know like crying but like you didn't know where obviously if he was like crying in like just in despair or happiness that he was finally free. I know, I like that. I, I like I, that I, ending for him because it's very like it's ambiguous. You yeah, know? yeah. I do, I do like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, El Camino is good though. El it's very fun. Good. It's good. It's really, really good, really good film. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's talk about uh, well, let's talk about a quiet place. So today we're going to be look talking about a quiet place. Uh, directed by probably one of my favourite actors, um, John Krasinski. Um, obviously, like from The Office US, probably one of my favourite TV shows. Uh, he's also in Jack Ryan. He was in, oh, what was it? That Marco Bay film about the Benghazi um, oh, um, attacks. Damn it, what's it called? I, I, I can't remember. Isn't it like four days in Benghazi or something? Something Some like thirteen hours. That's what yeah. that's what it's called. It's probably like one of the reasons why like Trump got elected. <laughs> yeah, we won't go into Looking that. Looking back, we won't go. Yeah, I know. We we should delve Politics. into that. Yeah, um, but uh, and he's hopeful. I, I really want him to be Mister Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. I know that's probably not going to hmm. happen, but it's just such a perfect casting. Like. And also, I, want... I, would, I would like that, but I want someone younger. Hmm. Yeah, but he's kind of, he's not too old and he's not too young. But I feel like Mr. Fantastic, you need someone with that kind of age, simil- similar right. to like Tony yeah. Stark. Yeah. Um, and also, I want Emily Blunt to sue Storm, but I don't think Emily Blunt wants to do Marvel. Hmm. I don't so, know. Looking at that then, right? Like, what would be your like ideal, like your ideal fan casting for um ben grimm aka the thing and is it johnny storm is it johnny yeah yeah johnny, johnny storm, storm aka the human torch what um, would be like your ideal casting um i would definitely say uh what we're going we've got emily blunt as yeah. um to storm <laughs> um obviously john kosinski and mr fantastic mm. i would go uh I don't know who I'd go for the thing. I'd say Michael Chiklis because he's actually not bad. He was hmm. a bit like he was a bit like oh, but the script made him quite like cheesy as yeah. um as the thing. But yeah, I think he, he's a good actor. He could play like a very serious character as well from the Shield. And yeah, um, with the Human Torch, I'll say um, I'll definitely say Dwight from the Office. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rain Wilson. Is it it Rain Wilson? No, 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 no. God. What I have for the. They should bring back Chris Evans (laughs) as the Human Torch. And then just really mess everything up. It's not a joke, Silver Surfer. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, when the the Quiet Place trailer came out, the first one, it was such a. People memed it. It was like. There's like those. um, You know, those kind of pranks that Dwight and. um, Oh, what's his name? Um. Jim, uh, Pam. Jim, no, Jim, Jim. Oh, Jim. Um, Jim. I, I'm a fan of the office. I can't remember John Krasinski's character's name. Are you um, even a fan if you don't know their names? I don't. It's been a while, <laughs> been a while since I watched it. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously the pranks Jim and Dwight do on each other. 
and it's it's like the trailer, and it's and it's like people take the mic and it's like, oh, I think Dwight's pranks have gone a bit too far, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's like post-apocalyptic, like America. Um, so yeah, so basically, we're gonna be talking about a quiet place. Um, you know, talking about like what we like about the film, like. Yeah. I feel like this is an amazing film, very distinctive, very unique, but and it's kind of led on to kind of its other films that kind of like rips off, rip off of it. And I mean, Bird Box is definitely one of them. Somehow, yeah. there's going to be there's somehow like you can't do one of the senses in 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 like in the post apocalyptic world. So Quiet Place, obviously, you can't speak. Um, you can't make a sound. I think like bird box, you can't like, you can't see unless they, and they'll kill you. Yeah. So, they will go be, insane or something. something yeah. Like and then, yeah. and then there's, there's probably going to be enough. There's having, there's a film coming out where you can't, there's an alien invasion, but you can't sleep. Okay. <laughs> oh no. And, oh, and I, I, there's probably, it's probably one in the future where you can't like <laughs> lick anything or taste anything. And, well, there's a horror movie. Do you know, um, the like the army fella from Avatar, yeah. What's his name? Oh, Sam Worthington. Yeah. No, no. The um, he's like oh, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. What's I know. Stephen name? Stephen Lang. Yeah. Stephen Lang, right? Yeah. Well, he he portrays like an old blind fella, and like these these kids break into his house. Oh, I and know. basically don't, don't, he's got don't super breathe. hearing. Don't breathe. Don't yeah, breathe. and they're making another one as well. But, uh, don't breathe two or something. That actually um, not a bad film. That's actually pretty good. But but it, it is like in the same vein of you know yeah um, yeah you can't do like a normal like human you know function you know I mean it's, it's a it's a pretty it's a novelty right because as I said like umpteen times before like I like the idea of turning something which is quite normal or comfortable into something perverse and and mm. obviously that's like the basis of of good horror but mm. I don't know like. Um, I tell you something that did that really well, like the idea of don't breathe, you know, like it's, it's very like not existential, but it's very like, um, it's palpable. There was an episode of Doctor Who where there was these aliens or robots or something like something, you know, like in Doctor Who is usually aliens or robots or wizards. Um, it's like, if you, if you, if you like breathe, they'd sense you or something. So like, they just kill you instantly. So there'd be like these minutes at a time where the characters are like pretending, obviously you know, they can't really hold their breath, but they pretend to hold their breath. And you're watching it thinking like, like you're trying to do it as well. And like, you're uncomfortable and it puts you on your edge of the seat. I've never it's, seen Don't Breathe, but it probably has that effect. Well, it's like when the Weeping Angels were in Doctor Who. Oh, and, and then yeah, I think yeah. after everyone was kept staring at statues because they were worried that they will move. Exactly. But that's, that's <laughs> scary, right? Cause yeah, like, yeah. That's you know, clever, like, yeah. You know, like the, the gothic sort of like um, gargoyles and, and whatnot. They, yeah. They are creepy. You know, they're, they're, it's weird because gargoyles are meant to like scare off bad spirits. I think that's what they're... Um, they're meant to do you know that's why they're on churches and stuff but um it's, it's pretty interesting there's like the idea that um you turn something as mundane as uh in the case of a quiet place sound you know making mm. sound because you, you you think like throughout the day um how commonplace sound is obviously i'm being quite you know like 
uh, well, we're making, we're making right a blanket now. statement. We're no, making I'm making right a blanket now. statement. Yeah. Yeah, by yeah, saying yeah. People will just hear it because obviously people hard of hearing and, and deaf people obviously are unable to. But it, you just have to think how commonplace sounds are and how much you just you, you know the, the droning of like yeah, exactly. mundane like, sound. E- e- you, even you tune like, it out. What was what I meant to say was um, when you're making that point was that we're creating sound right now. Talking about the yeah. idea that that like if I pick up my phone, you know, like I've made a noise, like. If I drink my drink, I'll make a noise. Um, we're making, you know, sound is so, it must be so hard to live in the world without sound. Um, mm. And the idea about these creatures. Yeah, you, you've seen the sound of metal, right? Yeah, I have, yeah. 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 It's good. It's but really I, good. I, like... I do feel like if you, if you do go deaf, it must be so terrifying. Just, it must, it must be like having, we're losing one of those senses. Must yeah. be, must be um, horrifying to be honest. Like, um, but yeah, you're talking about like sound is very. It's like obviously you can't switch off. It's like so pivotal to our existence, mm. and uh, the idea is like I think isn't there like a place in the world where it's like the quietest soundproof place in the world. And you go uh, in there, and you yeah. go like it's, it's. I think I don't know if it's in London or not, but if yeah. you go in there, you I've go. Heard of if, that. if you stay in there for too long, you go like completely yeah. like insane or something well, like that. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of um, uh, sensory deprivation tanks or sensory deprivation chambers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. That's like similar, but um, because it's so quiet, like even like the noises you make are quite muted. So if you're like talking to yourself or if you're breathing, it's very like it's it's hushed. It's, it's it's muted mm. and eventually you start to hear things because it, very much do you know like when you're stuck in like a, a black room like and there's no lights it's totally black you'll start to see objects in front of you because your mind is working so hard to find some sense of shape you know because uh, you're you're you've evolved to to not you know like recognize your surroundings so that you can prepare yourself for if you're being hunted by I don't know, saber-toothed tigers or terror birds or some shit. I don't know. But like, it's the same with like sound. It's, I, I found that the um, the soundtrack of, of A Quiet Place was was very complimentary in that like there was a lot of like, these like quiet scenes where it lent itself very well to uh, jump scares. Yeah. And, um, and even yeah. then, jump scares are few and far between. But... Um, I've bickered on and on about well, like, uh, uh, obviously, before, but, uh, the guy the guy did the composing for uh, School yeah. Force was Marco Bellatrami. Uh, things okay. like I, I said about Trami, and he got nominated for a Golden Globe for the score. And uh, he's been he's done stuff for like uh, the Wolverine. He's done the Logan score. He's done a bunch of other stuff as well. He does a lot of horror scores as well. Yeah, and um, it's yeah the score's amazing and. It's and it does. This is a film where the jumps. I feel like the jump scares really. You could just tell how sound does make an impact on how yeah. a jump scare well, played out. I, I'm not sure how um, integral Krasinski was in the writing or the 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 inception of this idea that you know any sound you make will attract these monsters. These are they aliens, monsters, whatever, right? I think but they're aliens. I think they're, I, they're yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I really like how ambiguous they are. I, I think the the lack of an origin story lends themselves lends itself very well because it's very like um, Lovecraftian in that it's almost even if we knew their origin, we wouldn't understand it. Yeah, I, I really like that. But my point is, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm very like I'm zigzagging my point. But what I meant to say was, um, I really like the idea that in a traditional horror story, uh, um, sorry, horror film it'll get quiet and you're expecting the sting or the jump scare. But in a film where you like, it's you're so afraid of there being any sound. You're, you're just imagining yourself in this family's shoes in that you can't make any sound. So when like there is a sound, the fear, like the adrenaline is just, is pumping through you. Yeah. Yeah. Upon rewatch, I was just thinking just like the jump scares hit even harder. It, it I, does. I, 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 in a jump scare, I usually have a little laugh. I'm not really like affected by jump scares no, or no. hard. But, but like, I thought these were very well done. But like, if you got obviously last week, we were talking about the Conjuring films and yes. we talked about jump scares yeah. and that. And if you compare this to, to a Quiet Place, the jump scare, for, like the usual jump scare for a Conjuring, will have music or sound on it. Yeah, you hear like this music playing, you really ask, "Oh, this is something's going to kick off and stuff." <laughs> and then, and but then, such a British reaction. Yeah, course, yeah, off, yeah. <laughs> something to kick. Um, <laughs> lost my train of thought now. Um, but Sorry. basically, um, the quiet place is like so quiet that you it, don't it's expect almost a, quiet a jump place. scare to happen. So, so, um, so, uh, basically, when someone like knocks over something, that's a jump yeah. scare because it's yeah. so quiet. So. The, the sudden move, like movement or anything, loud yeah. bang. I, t- I tell you how loud it is. It's yeah. it's it's it, it, it jumping out of your seat. Um, yeah. So basically, this film, if you think about it, this basically is all about them trying to find like a quiet place. I mean, yeah. you know, why don't you just go to a library? I mean, that's a quiet place. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! What? Oh, that's so. Bad. That's a proper dad joke. <laughs> Middle class dad joke. Um, God, sick. You can imagine, can't you? Imagine, about, like, yeah, imagine what middle class like, like Alistair's going. Why didn't you just go to the library? <laughs> the library is li- really quiet. Yeah, you go to the library, and like the aliens, the, the, the aliens don't go there because they know that there's always quietness in the yeah. library. Yeah. Um, do you know the aliens? They, they, they'll get shouted at by the angry uh, librarians. They <laughs> or they go, go to a, or they go to a, a, a Buddhist temple in Thailand. <laughs> you know, they they take out vow of silence. And think about it, actually, there's, <laughs> a, there's there's a lot of themes and a lot of religious um, themes. I um, right. I um I'll let have to let you carry on with the religious themes because the only one I picked up on is fatherhood. Well, yeah, we talk about fatherhood as well. I mean, yeah. I read up some things. Prevalent, and one, and one of them's like yeah. pro guns. I was like, how is it pro guns when it's hardly <laughs> they hardly use guns until the end of the film? Uh, well, uh, why would it, you want to use a gun? No, 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 no I, I, monsters I, I, that can they, they I, hunt by I, sound. Apparently, you know? like when this film when this film came out, people were like comparing itself to like Trump, uh, Trump's America. And like okay. the, the, the population being silenced, I really don't know what it is. I don't think John Krasinski even like get get his why that was brought up. 
it was I, I, literally i feel like people are like oh this is such a political film it's like literally it's about people who can't speak <laughs> I wouldn't say it's that like it's not that like deep a, a, a film really no, no I think it's 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 not a simple um plot no. you know it's straightforward but I think that there are uh, some very neat themes uh, that are conveyed um just pulling back very briefly to uh, the jump scares I, I really think that um, um, obviously it's established early on that um, uh, one of the children, he puts the batteries into his uh, toy space rocket. Oh, and yeah. obviously it makes like the sound effects. And it's, it's you know, like you see like uh, John Krasinski's father character like turn around and he just knows like that it's like, almost like a death sentence. And you you know, in the opening scene or like the prologue, his son gets killed, and it's it sets the scene for the film. But um, my favorite jump scare, I gotta say, is um, when they're playing a board game and uh, one of the pieces drops on the floor, and it makes like it. it obviously, it, it's exaggerated the sound it makes when it it hits the ground because I I think like the ground was like wood, and it was like you know it would have like thudded, but it, it makes like this really like loud noise. Oh, and, that's and when, it's not when they they hit the hit the uh, the gas lantern and it. And it oh, sorry, sorry, the gas lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's um, ah, oh, what was it like the, the scene as well of um, they're walking through the forest and they see the old man, and John Krasinski's like he just he's you know putting the finger to his mouth like you know like please like don't make a sound, but it's it's, it's almost like a a death knell, you know like like he, he's he's he can't hold it in any longer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that David, old man was like, oh my god, he, he looked like he oh, wanted yeah. to die. Well, I, it, I, was it, it his it, wife had died or something? I think his wife so got killed just... by the creature, so he was okay. like, oh, this yeah. time I can live for anymore. Yeah. So that's why he killed himself. And the yeah. way he quick, probably quickest way to kill yourself in that world is to make a sound. Because hmm. because uh, these aren't like you know you're not getting killed like slowly you're literally just getting taken out by one hit yeah like yeah and um so talking about like the monsters like what do you think of the the, the creature design um I I really liked it uh, yeah I I maybe I thought that um I keep getting emails from text messages from from my job and why anyways um basically uh i i do like the designs maybe they would they should have been kept more i don't know more hidden you think? Less, more hidden because we got to the point where they obviously you start seeing them a lot more and i, I would like to see them, like maybe the third act of the film you see them like yeah like yeah. you fully see it make it mm. more kind of that mysterious yeah. kind of what are these I creatures agree. looking like yeah. where you saw snippets what they look like um mm. i did like the creature designs um it, it looked, i think it's it, good it, yeah the effects look, looks great designer detail mm. looks really it's not like you know they're not copying of other creature designs in the in the no in the past no. Um, it, they do remind me though the sounds they make do remind me of the future predators from Primeval. Oh my and... god! I was talking about I was talking to someone about that yesterday. Yeah, they're, they're um, future predators are meant to be like bats, right? 
Yeah, but so, like so we, they, almost like echolocation. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're cool. blind as yeah. well, so they hear for I think they yeah. hear sound as well. But yeah, I'm not gonna lie. As a kid watching Primeval, those creatures were terrifying. Oh God! Like yeah. literally, they, they they are literally like what if. For example, wasn't it in the show? This is sports of primeval. Uh, here I can watch. <laughs> yeah, that. it's like fifteen years old, but oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, basically, the idea is the future predators come from the future where they've killed most of humanity, and then mm. they come through like the anomaly. But it's like it's 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 like uh, they're they're terrifying. Like there's a, there's a few jump scares of those as well, but they're so, like they can wipe out like a whole squad of soldiers. Um, yeah, which just make you know, like, and just and they're really just dangerous as well, really terrifying creatures. And they they have a little kind of like the the sound you know, make it's like kind of like a clicking sound. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the creatures well, well, in this one do, do that. They make like, yeah. clicking. It's like the echo location, isn't it? And yeah. um, and this one, it's um, and this one, it's um, what's called? They make that click sound as well. Hmm. I do, I do, I do, I do enjoy it. Like yeah. they're really good creature designs. Mm. It I wasn't like, like some cheap sorry, ones, well, compared yeah. to the budget they had. Um, yeah, the creature yeah, designs are pretty not good. That big, is it? Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I really like how the sort of like the whole face is a you in a way. You know, you think it hunts by yeah. sounds so or eyes aren't necessary. You know, it's it's this monster that like it has no eyes. The whole thing is like you know, a big you. Um, I, I mean, I I have like a, a gripe with how it can be killed, but we'll we'll come to that because it's established early on in like their little like conspiracy den where like they they've been trying to figure out like what's ha- been happening. They you know they said like what are the weaknesses and they're trying to find the weakness that it has because apparently the skin is like bulletproof. You know, it was like oh like that. Yeah, I think they, they they mention it's like bulletproof or something, or like the she, skin is really but high. Then sh- but then she shot what? She shot one at the end. At, at the end, oh, but she shot it in the year, so it was like exposed. So that's basically the. So well, I think well, time... that's how it got killed, right? It was because do you know well, when um, the daughter has yeah. the um, uh, the the hearing aids, uh, it makes like this ultra high sort of like frequency. And because like it needs to receive that frequency, it opens its ear up so high because it's, like, it's trying um, to like carry it. That's like and then because it's open, yeah. it's like exposed. You know, it's like the chink in the armor has become like this massive like gaping hole in the armor. So they just like <laughs> pommel it full of like shotgun shells. It's like ah, oh. I think I think um, I'm, I'm willing to forgive that because that was a bit dumb. If I'm to be honest, if I'm honest, but um, I'm willing to forgive that. It, it I, I don't really like, mind. Um, it must be like a Resident Evil like fight. Yeah, it's when you fight like, when yeah. you fight, like a, a boss and like and something like opens up and you like. I think it's a Resident Evil two. You fight like a tyrant and like he has like part of his eye or like comes out and shoot, <laughs> yeah. and shoot like this big mold yeah. and then that's his weakness. Yeah, and it's like oh, but it only comes out like after a while, like. So oh, you have yeah. to shoot it when it's, like it's not it, just uh, Resident we... Evil. Like loads of games. Do yeah, that. yeah. I think, like yeah. God of War did that. Like yeah, uh, you're fighting um, Atlas, and like one of his nails is loose. So like one of like the big like combo finishes is like you pull his nail loose. <laughs> it's ultra graphic. But um, did you did you know this? Like when I was re- uh, rewatching it, um, the the monster. Uh, 
like with like its its face opening up in like those like uh like almost like scales like chitinous like scales of like a an insect. It was a bit like the demigorgon from uh, Stranger Things. It did. It did. Yeah. Uh, I did, and a bit of a Cloverfield uh, creature as well um, from the first one. But yeah, it's, it's, it seems it's taking inspiration from a lot of lot of different types of you know influences from other films and you know you know and all that. But it it's also very distinctive as well. So you can't look and be like, oh, this is a rip-off of like something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, uh, maybe... I don't should... think the, the Cloverfield monster is that original. No, it's not. It's, it's not. just like, you know, you see like a couple of shots of the actual monster, but otherwise, like, it, it's... What is it? It's just like some giant, like... It just looks like a, like a bat with like some like really big, like, folds on his face. You know, it's, it's not original at all. So, um, do you want to go into? Um, I want to talk about some of the themes then of uh, the Quiet Place. I mean, like, if I briefly some uh, briefly talk about the plot, it's yeah, um, it's about the Abbott family, and obviously, um, Emily Blunt. It well, John Krasinski plays. Um, go ahead, go ahead here. Uh, Lee Abbott, the father. Emily Blunt plays Evelyn Abbott. Millicent Simmons, who I think is deaf in real life. Yeah, she plays the daughter Regan Abbott, and then Noah Dupe, which if you've seen um, the Night Manager, he's in that, and that's how he got cast oh. in this film because uh, John Krasinski watched Night Manager and he was impressed by uh, Noah's performance. Uh, he plays the son Marcus Abbott. There's not many people in this in this film. It's very a contained post-apocalyptic thriller uh, horror. And then obviously, Cade Woodward is Bue Abbott. And really, around uh, about, I think it was like a day 89 of the, um, after the, the Ains landed, uh, the youngest son, Bue, gets killed um, in the, you know, in the woods because he played with a, a, a rocket, toy rocket that had batteries in it and made a sound. So, and then after that, then it's like, what's it, day like 73 or something? Or like, you know, then the day like 273. So it's like quite a long time. And then they've moved into this land and it's all about them trying to survive, not make a sound, trying to live their life. Um, Evelyn is pregnant. And always one of the things I always think about <laughs> in post-apocalyptic f- films or anything is why would you want to have kids be pregnant and raise a kid during the post. Oh, I know. Years. Yeah. Uh, but then you kind of feel like, well, this is the future though. So they, they need to kind of have the next generation. Well, they, 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 one of their children died as well, didn't they? So yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was almost like they, I'm not going to say like they felt the need to replace their son because that's, that's just, I didn't see their characters as being that callous and cold really, but um, no, then but you're right. You know, it's, it's almost like they they did feel guilty that they allowed their son to die. You know, yeah, they do. Like uh, the 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 daughter even blames the father on on uh, the son's death. So no, no, um, she no, she thinks that the father blames her for the son's death, and she thinks that her father doesn't love her. So she feels oh, okay. like that's probably that, that's why. So it's kind of like it's very little bit of a divide between the father and the daughter, yeah. and um, 
you know, his family's always have that to be honest, especially when you're in very mm. stressful situations. Like you're living, you're living off a farmstead. Uh, I would say like a homestead. Yeah. And um, you, you're trying to survive in this really horrible climate and this horrible world. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's, it, you know, it's going to be, it's really hard. Uh, so you're going to have a bit of family conflict there Trauma. as well. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Coronation Street. Um, Imagine if like Coronation Street or like uh, EastEnders was like this. It would be dead by now. Yeah. It'll, Go it'll, on. It'll be the... Get out of my pub. <laughs> this creature you big hearing monster. But... Um... Oh, my God. What's that monster doing in your ass? <laughs> Can you please? Like... What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's going to about we talk about so that's basically it and then um it's all about their life you know i think it's like a day of them like two days of them like like daily life with the other yeah. family in post-apocalyptic america um i don't know what state they're in uh we probably could think maybe it's midwest um i i think it's, it's quite nice because it's meant to be like the typical like american mm. mid-country isn't it you know so it's, mm. it's I, I like those like sort of films where you just you don't, you know, you know, like Springfield in Simpsons. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. where is it? You know, it, it's well, it's just meant to be like American. You know. Well, it, what I think one of the themes that this film is the idea about this homestead is kind of, it's like a, it's kind of like looking at the Amer- the American dream in a way, or like living Ooh, off living off the li- living off the land. The idea is like okay. living some somewhere. You're isolated from everywhere else. There's peace and quiet. You've got a lot of land. You can do your own farming and stuff like that. You know, it's like, you know, it was, it was a very big thing in like, um, obviously, like, you know, the early 20th century about people yeah, you know, moving like manifest out. Manifest Destiny. Manifest yeah. Destiny. And then, obviously, if you read The Mice and Men, it was kind of the idea people <laughs> wanted to yeah. move out into, like, you know, yeah. the, into the into the West, down south of so the States. why was Curly's wife... Why, why did she have red lipstick? <laughs> cool. were, it, yeah, yeah, like in yeah. Every single English class would be like, Curly's wife was a whore because she wore red lipstick. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in a really jorky mood for some bloody reason. <laughs> um, it's, it's the effects of the vaccine. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, it's uh, unwanted, but uh, I'm not but, uh, regretting yeah. the side effects. <laughs> But what I feel like with this film is, in it's like obviously, I think quiet place has two meanings. Quiet place meaning that okay. it's a place. Obviously, quiet place needs you need to have a place that it needs to be quiet. And but also, you can't also a quiet place is a quiet place to settle down because oh, nice. if you yeah. see, if you see them at the beginning of the film, they're coming out of urbanization. They're like they're like in this, a city or a town, and then later on, they're like in this farmstead and there's not much, you know, um, there's, there's hardly any buildings. They're quite like, it's a quite a quiet place, but then it can also, the problem is then it's also kind of a, because such a quiet place, it can easily attract the creatures as well. Cause. um, Yeah. 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 They said, didn't they? Like a loud place will mm. like, they they don't bother hunting it because it's so loud. It's just a a mix of noise. I do feel like, John Krasinski's character is like his father. Obviously, he works on the land. Um, yeah. He like you know he uh, gets food 
for the for the family. You know, he like obviously goes fishing with his son. He collects uh, you know, supplies and all that, and he has a gun as well. So the idea yeah. is like he's kind of like this, like resentment of a man, this like a free man defending his family in this quiet place, you know, yeah. like his homestead, got a gun because this is my land, this is my property and stuff like that. Um, and that's probably where you could bring the whole gun aspect. In a way, this film is a lot about, like, the idea the idea of, um, the ideals of, like, obviously, of the um, American family in the rural America, hmm. which I, nice. I, that's, yeah. I, I feel like that's a, I feel that's, that's quite something quite interesting to think about. Um, but uh, also, we've got, you know, obviously, talking about the parenthood as well, which obviously the primary theme is yeah. the dramatization of the fears associated with modern parenthood. So, obviously, yeah. you know, grow, bringing up kids is not uh, easy. It's easier said than done. Mm. Um, but uh, well, both our parents can probably uh, say yes to that. <laughs> um, but obviously, bringing up children in a post in a nightmare world where you got to tell yeah. your children you can't do this because it will get you killed you can't make yeah. any sound and the idea is <sighs> yeah. like kids not gonna lie don't really listen sometimes and yeah. Bew obviously he's told not to they take the batteries out because they know it's gonna cause a sound but in Bew because he's in that thing he can't like he's, he doesn't like he doesn't like intently do it, but in a way, kind of like he's he's such a, he's such a kid, but he's going to be like, "Oh, you're taking the batteries out. I'm going to put them back in." Yeah, I don't. You yeah, know. well, and that's what gets him killed. You, kids like, will will they'll if they because they're curious. They'll just yeah. do things just yeah. to see what will happen. Yeah, you know, like when I was a kid, I used to like just pull like. <laughs> you know, like, like watches and, and like toys apart just to see like the little bits, you know, how they work to get, you know, cause kids, everything's new, you know, and, and in this world, even, yeah, it's dangerous, but to them, it isn't like, it, they don't regard it as maybe as dangerous as their parents because it's all they've known. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, these kids you know, obviously were around yeah. before the aliens arrived. So yeah. Well, they ha- probably can't to... remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is like, uh, uh, Regan Abbott, uh, the daughter, she wants to be seen as a you know important to the family because she worried that her father doesn't love or blames her for the son's death. So obviously she defiles a fa- defies her father and uh, goes off as well, uh, doing you know doing her own thing, um, and that can get her into trouble as well. So um, is that kind of that that kid kind of uh, well, what I would say not breaking the rules, but what would oh, you naivety. say naivety and also like you know um, going against your parents' wishes, which is uh, I would say maybe going on uh, yeah. not saying independence, but kind of um, oh uh, uh, rebellion that that kind of child, yeah. child rebellion. Well, um, it, it, it's like. Children will question their parents. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like, don't don't go in there. Why? Because I said so. Yeah. Why? You know, it's it's always like the, well, and I I think that that's it's tragic. You know, the opening where you see like the just the child getting killed instantly. But I think it's it is necessary in showing that childlike innocence has no place in this yeah. world of monsters. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it was necessary and. I think the um, 
you know, like pulling into like the you know the, the widespread use of American sign language in this film is very good. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah. and like how like the, in, like the big like emotional scene at the end where um, uh, what's his name Lee he sacrifices himself for his daughter. It's you know like not a word is spoken. It's all done in sign language, and like it doesn't impact the audience any less because of it. For me, if it's weird when they when they actually start speaking, I'm like, oh, what? what? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's like, oh, this is, this is new. Um, yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's, it's good. Like, I I think it's more demanding on the actors to sort of give yeah. more of a physical performance or yeah. a more of a, an emotional performance. And sign language, I don't know how whether you've done any sign language learning in the past, um, but I think it does I can, take. I can I can sign my name, and that's it. Oh. But, but American sign ben. language is different, though. Than yeah, British, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it has to be different, but like, I mean, yeah. it's a language. You know, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be hard to to learn. It's it's a language. You know, but um, I, you know, like what what I was like a bit like another. It's a little thing. It's not. It's not a bit. I, I'm a bit like um, nitpicking here. But do you know, like when they go to the waterfalls. And like they, they, you know, like Lee is like, you know, you can like shout into the waterfall, and the sun tells him to like stop. Mm-hmm. I thought like, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, don't don't do that. It's like, oh no, it's fine. Like we can do it here. And I just thought like, well, why don't they live closer to the waterfall? <laughs> yeah, but also it's kind of like it's you also need to find somewhere to live where it's yeah. Uh, no, this is a mine, they, they this is a Minecraft well, where you they? can just build a little house inside <laughs> of a cave. You know, maybe um, even playing Twitch Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you want like a big land. You obviously need stuff to keep the family going. Yeah, and I don't think by waterfall maybe has that. Um, yeah, I don't think the, the land's uh, ripe for farming either. There, so I mean, could you live next to a waterfall where it's just constant sound of yeah, water? You 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 have zoned out though, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, but uh, and when we talk about as well, like views death shows this film isn't like oh kids aren't off the table like kids like it shows that this is such a really cool world that kids kids can like will die you know some horror films in the past have kind of in a way like some post-apocalyptic films shows in the past have been like oh you know we're not going to have the kids be murdered get killed because it's like you know yeah because they're children yeah. Children, but this one is like, nope, nope. The first five minutes, the kid's dead. So, you know, like, this isn't, and I, it's but not, I it's, wouldn't say it's, it's a good. Risk. Yeah, it's good. I wouldn't say it's a risk, oh, but I, it, it I would really... say it's a definite risk. Really? It puts people off. But I'm glad not... that it wasn't part of any of the, um, the pro- promotional stuff. But because... it's not, but it's not like you see the kid being like ripped apart. You just see him oh, just be oh, taken. I, I see what you mean. I see what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that is unnecessary. Yeah. Seeing them die, but I, it's making it explicitly. Sorry, making it explicit that the child did die. You know that that is a very ballsy thing to do because usually in like these horror films, like the kids, like they, they'll either be like written out quickly or they just survive when they because yeah, yeah, they, they're innocent. You know, they they can't be. I've heard also <laughs> some people when they did direct deaths in horror films, they got to show that this person is actually dead. So you have to see them being get killed like horrible ways. And it's like, yeah, we know he's dead. He's only keep showing us like the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like slashes did go overboard with stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
I, at least like with this, like there's no like gore really. It's more of like an existential threat. That no, exactly. Obviously, if you make sound, it'll cause you know them to to come and find there's, you. But I think like the only no, like of, brutal death. There's only kind of gore I can think of is when she steps a foot oh, on the nail. Yeah, the nail, the nail. Oh my god. Yeah, but oh, that that's that's. Oh, oh no! Also, oh. when she when she gives birth. Well. I, I, I wouldn't call that gory. I just say it's more of um, uh, it's not even body horror. Actually, it's more. Actually, no. It's it's existential. I think right. Would well, you, would you of... say a class? Is, it, it's it's a situational horror. Yeah, it is because she's hmm. in that situation. She's given birth. Yeah, I, I gotta a, say, like, there's an alien creature just behind her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think that the idea, like whoever, is it the writers? Hang on, the writers, they made the spec script. Uh, Brian I, Woods I, and Scott Beck. I, I wonder do if feel they like, wrote it. Well, you know, like the idea yeah. that she was giving birth and like the, she needs to be quiet during a birth. It, it's so like, I don't know, maybe, it, maybe it, for, well, it, for people who've actually had that experience, it's more relatable, obviously, because uh, I and, and yourself are men, so we can't really... Uh, relate to to that like well, the also, trauma. It sh- it shows how dangerous it is because giving birth in like a a, a tub where there's no one there and you haven't yeah. got like the proper medical supplies. It it did you know like yeah. even if in today you can still die from childbirth. Just from oh that. yeah yeah like, like but, uh, infections medical complications yeah yeah like uh, it reminds me of in The Walking Dead where. Um, Oh, it's horrible. It's when I think it's like the third season, and like um, Rick Grimes, uh, his wife Laurie, um, basically gives birth, but gives birth, but she's like she's like um, she's bleeding a lot, and in the world where if you get bit before, if you get bitten by a zombie, you become infected. But in now it's been mutated to the point where when you die you become a zombie. So it's really messed yeah, up. But how yeah. like she gets birth and then Carl has to like kill his own mum because he knows that she's about to die and she's going to be reanimated into a walker. It's yeah. it, it's, but it's also kind of like showing the next generation of like this post-apocalyptic. Mm. Um, I think that's what they wanted world. to do with Carl. Yeah, I've I've never seen I have never seen one episode, but I've seen enough memes to know that Carl has been through some shit. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> back to the quiet place, uh, Evelyn's kind of you know you know labor by birth is is showing like this. Oh, this is what the the gen the was what it's like to give birth in the post apocalyptic world. Yeah, but also yeah. showing the next generation as well. Hmm. Like, well, it, it's good, right? Because uh, you're introduced early on in the the birthing room, like the, the cellar, and mm. they've like they've put like all like soundproofing equipment there because they they are like um, John Krasinski s- described his character as a survivalist, so you'd think they'd have like these preparations. Well, you know, well, it's very prepared. it's very clever, and it's talking about like how the methods they use to hold any sound. And one of the examples is they get the baby, they put like an os- oxygen mask on her, and then put her in like a shoebox. And close yeah. it. Um, very, very clever. Yeah, very, yeah, very clever. And the idea is they eat with. They don't eat with like forks or knives. Yeah. And when they play Monopoly, <laughs> they're not using the pieces. They're using yeah. like fabric. Very, fabric. Yeah. yeah. And when very, you when you go clever. into the house, they've put like a little marking path down, so you don't step on any of the leaves and stuff. Mm. 
Well, very well, clever. Like, the paths to the town and stuff are like sand, yeah, right? Sand, is yeah, sand. sand. Like, it, it is very well thought out. Like, the yeah. idea that, like, I think sometimes because you think of like everything makes noise in, in your everyday life, you sometimes take it for granted that like, oh, you know, we need to get rid of that. We need to get rid of that. You know, we need to reduce that. It's, it's very, very, and, and it's and, not like, like, it's not brought up all the time. It's very much a background thing. Now, I really like that. It's showing and not telling. Now, when, when she starts to get birth, she changes the lights from outside to red to kind of like a very yeah. bright red. Yeah. Is that, is that signaling that to, to Lee that she is about to give birth? Or um, do you reckon it's because it's nighttime out, kind of indicating that the creatures are here? I don't know. I always thought that it meant danger. Or like like um, under attack or something. The, the, obviously, the creatures are blind, but they can't like see electricity. Oh, they, they won't, can't see. They won't be able, no, they won't be able to see that. No, but they have powers also as well of electricity. Because <laughs> when they go, when they're near, like the electricity gets really like you know static and stuff. Yeah, maybe it's um maybe they have it's some the, form. I think of, it's the um, wave, the wavelength. I think. Yeah, um, like like um their form of like echolocation. Maybe it, it affects re- like um electromagnetic waves i'm not mm-hmm. a scientist so don't take my word on anything here but i don't know like it, it's 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 eerie isn't it it harkens back to the idea of um uh you know oh you're you're around the ouija board is there anyone here and like the lights like start to flicker and dim you know it's it it's it's very much an easy it's an easy way filmmaking wise of showing that there's a an evil presence nearby yeah yeah i don't mind it it's, it's it, it works, you know. It, it instills terror into the audience member, which works, and that, that, I, I have no complaints really about that. I find it quite fun. <laughs> um, but w- when you see like the monster creeping like into the room, when mm-hmm. um, uh, Evelyn, right, she's like in the tub, the the bathtub, giving birth. That is just oh, the, the dread. It's not even. It's not even like on edge. You are you are feeling dread, and. I got to say, like, you know, coming back quickly to the idea of fatherhood, I really think that they've managed to encapsulate um, what it means to be a good father, a good man even, but without uh, instilling any toxic qualities or any negative traits into the into masculinity. I think it's really well done. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, mean, I even go for, you know, to say, like, it's progressive because everything he does, he does for his family. You know, it's not for his own ego. You know, it's not yeah, for his own and, sense and, of and, and, uh, masculinity. In the way, he's there for each member of his family. Yeah. But like, look, look at all the work that he was doing trying to upgrade the um, the implant for his daughter. Yeah. That's masculine. Yeah. You know, he, he's protecting his family. And I feel you like know, in, this, and I, he, I, I, in this kind of world, you, can't, you need to um, have that kind of masculine mm, uh, yeah. presence there. But then when Lee yeah. dies then, it transfers yeah. over to Evelyn and yeah. it's kind of like in a way obviously she's a she's a female but that yeah. kind of masculine mm. kind of post-apocalyptic yeah. masculine concept of I, I just thought of this right care, I hadn't but... thought of it before I, I'm, I'm mainly thinking this now because of you, you that you brought it up the idea of um they're on a farm which uh it's, it's an um an allegory for like you know manifest destiny American dream Etc. Etc. But do you think the idea of um, Lee being killed at the end—you know, the, the traditional breadwinner or the the 
pater familiaris, you know, like the, the father of the family, dying is representi- representative of the traditional patriarchal ideal succumbing to um, more of like an egalitarian or like a female-centric family. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that's, that, I, that, that I, can work. I've, I feel like I, yeah, definitely. And it, it's, in a way, it's also it's kind of like a very, like the idea of him obviously protects his family and then him getting killed is very much like a Western trope as well. Yeah, um, yeah. You've got a family that is attacked by outsiders, and the father is killed. Is the you know the the, the patriarchal you know the patriarchal yeah. person is killed, and then um, obviously the the uh, what's called the the outsiders attack the house and stuff, and then it's in a way then it's like the 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 woman, the wife of the house, yeah, and she comes out mm. and saves it. It must be as well of. Um, Oh, what's that? What's that film? There's those uh, that Netflix, uh, Godless, where it's basically a whole town. Ah, yeah, and it's town by women, women. one yeah, by yeah. women. It, it, it's, it's it's a bit of a Western trope in a way, in, ta- in in the way of what you just said about how the patriarchal role uh, is re, re uh, is um, reinvented, and then the woman mm. takes over. Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I like the idea that. Um... Uh, Evelyn embodies the traditional family dynamic of she is the the birther, right? I, it's very outdated, I know, but the idea that you know she she is the mother, you know, I think she, like it's, it's hinted at, or like they say that she's a nurse as well. So, so the, the traditional caregiving aspect of uh, femininity is represented, blah blah blah. But then right at the end, where the traditional, um. Uh, the, the patriarch has died. It's her responsibility to take up that position now. Yeah. So she she takes up you know the the sword, the weapon now, like the the shotgun. You know, as, as you know, she she now embodies what it means to be the the patriarch. It's like a bear protecting his cubs in a way, and in in a way, yeah. the female bear is very more protective of his cubs than the male yeah, bear is. Yeah, the, 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 fe- um, the female is the one... I think yeah. fe- is it fe- uh, females that are smaller, I think? So, yeah, um, this is this is for mammals, I think, exclusively. But, like, I think the females are smaller, but they are more aggressive. Yeah, I think... I think... I think yeah. yeah. Not, it's yeah. that, like, it's the um, familial sort of instincts. Exactly, and obviously the difference between... Between obviously the, the the female is the one who gives birth to the cub, so that's kind yeah. of more of a yeah. sense of protection there. Yeah. Um, this is probably one of the most like progressive films ever, and the themes are so subtle. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not in your face. You, no. you don't feel like you're being preached to. That's no, the thing. No. And and as a result, you're enjoying this thriller slash horror film. Yeah, it's not like, very very novel horror you know, film. It's not political. It's sense... really. Oh, that's sorry. What you're what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying like that. You you don't feel like you you you're going in for a lecture. You you're watching a film. Yeah, it's not like Black Clansman where they make it so political. It's like it's like what happens when these racists gets elected to the White House, and it's like, <laughs> well, that's never going to happen in our lifetime. And it's like you know, it's not you know, it's not. Yeah. Even I love. I really, Black I really like Black Clansman. I like Black Clansman. Yeah, that, that seems a bit like on the nose. Uh, it's but, too but that's, much. That, it, like, it was made. It was made for that, yeah, though, wasn't yeah, it? It yeah. was made to show that these issues that they were facing at the time, they're still being dealt with now. I think. I think Spike Lee is a very clever director. 
I think I think he's a very uh, very artistically talented person. So one of the um, so one of the other themes obviously we're talking about we're talking about parenthood. Um, you know, home is where the family is. There's fear and responsibility <laughs> of a good parent yeah. feels. Um, the other themes to talk about is religious themes. So the idea okay. is the fact the family's got this primitive agrarian life of silence. So Ooh. the idea is like in in like you know think about it in like in some monasteries, also like in the eastern monasteries and the western monasteries, you had kind of like the monks were barefoot. They would go around. They would take vows of silence. They would, um, you know, have this like, agrarian lifestyle where you know they would like, um, you know, like they were like you know they were like find food. They would like milk cows and stuff like that. And they were like, you know, bring this, you know, you know there was different types I mean. of jobs yeah, yeah. in like, in the Western sense, you had a lot of different types of roles in a monastery because there were so many monks in the monastery. So you had ones that obviously dealt with the animals, ones that kind of like uh, planted food and, uh, you know, and all that. And they obviously got ones that, uh, that obviously did all the writing as well. Obviously, you got the head, the leader, which is like the abbot, and obviously, abbot means father. Uh, and, and what are they? What's their last name? Uh, abbot. Abbot. So that nice. yeah, that, that sense of religious, nice. that sense of religion, religion is there, and uh, obviously they have a kind of self-giving love. So it's you know everyone's equal. They all kind of they love each other. No one is out of place and stuff like that. It's very much like. It's going back. It's a re and that's what post-apocalyptic films and set you know shows and what I do and books. It it's kind of going back to that kind of simplistic way, like the modern the modern contemporary world we live in. The idea of like social media, like technology, and all that has collapsed, and now we've kind of gone back to a very primitive. Yeah, living like off land. Yeah, aggression, living yeah. off land, very simplistic time. Like kind mm. of like a, a, a peasantry. Like civilizations yeah. collapse, but it's kind of brought in a kind of like a revitalization of the early stages of what's of that Earth's that civilization. That's so really interesting. Yeah. yeah, so obviously monarch, uh as a as a way the fact the the farm said it's like the monastery. And um, they're protecting they're protecting it as well uh, from outside forces. Um, and also, I did talk about pro life as well. So it's sacrificing yourself for your family, which is obviously in a Christian aspect. But you know, obviously, pro life is very important. Um, oh, see, I, I I wouldn't have said that it, it was anything to do with pro life. I, I would say it's more like the act of selflessness, which it goes into that. That's very much a part of Christianity. But yeah, it's as well as like of living your life for others, you know, but also as a way of sacrificing yourself so that others can live. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's what I kind of see how it's pro-life. The idea yeah. is like, you're not like, for example, Lee could be like a horrible father and let his kids die, but instead he, he sacrifices himself. So like his two children can live. Like the, mm. he made the ultimate sacrifice, um, yeah. And I think that's one. Of, obviously, we talk about like, pro life from that, but it's yeah. So you know, it's going back to his uh, kind of agrarian life of silence. It's quite primitive, mm. 
and you've got his homestead, which is kind of like a monastery. And monasteries, really, were quite big places as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they, were, they were like huge, cool towns, weren't they? Yeah. Huge. Before, like, Henry VIII decided to knock them all down. Um, <laughs> uh, Damn you, Henry. <laughs> in a Western British context. Um, yeah. But, you know, like it, it's... It's you know it's it's really interesting how there's there's a lot of allegories to this film that you wouldn't pick up upon unless you f- you think about it very clearly. Um, yeah. It's um, very, yeah. It's very um. It's chock full then of uh, oh, just, allegory yeah. and themes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. I I was just thinking maybe this is a bit like a wild speculation, but the um. When you see them, uh, I think he's credited as the man in the woods. So the the fellow who screams and then he's he's promptly killed by a monster. He, he, the last thing he does is you know is, is make like this this primal scream. You know, it's it's wordless. It, it's like it's it's you know it, it's it comes from like the, the one of the oldest instincts in like the mind of you just scream. You know, like w- w- from like the bottom of your lungs. And then the last thing that Lee does before he uh, dies, he does the same thing. You know, he does like this primal sort of scream. I don't know. Like, would you say like it's just the world has regressed so much that they they are back to basics. You know, it's it's no like the the modern the mod cons have all like been destroyed, and it's just back to you know the 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 love uh, sorry the bonds of love between family members, and as such, that the father is subject to these savage whims. I, I, he, I, I he gives I into his primitive that. aspects. You know, he, he he regresses so much into like this primitive aspect that you know he he sacrifices all his being for his family. I definitely. He, uh, it's not yeah. even like like a conscious thought. He does it because he knows that's the right thing, sort of thing. But if you think about it, this is going to be a, a world that if so, you know silence, if these creatures continue, continue people will not. Will try will not be able to speak properly. They won't be able to have put words. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, um, children need that sort of like they, they 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 want to be talked to, and they need to be spoken to. So obviously, that's how children they they children are like sponges, right? Like you can have like a child who's three and four, and they'll know about five six languages because if they're exposed to enough, they'll just soak it all up. Yeah. And obviously that's how, where even like when like a child is three or four, when they start to speak, they'll speak in an accent because they it's mimicry. And obviously they like to talk back then because they, they want to show that, you know, they communicate and they want to show that um, they want to get their um, protected, you know, their parents' attention. I, I think I may, maybe that'll be explored more in the second one, the effects on like the, the, the younger generation growing up in this new world. I mean, I'm interested to see how they they'll show that, and and it's not like they've kind of, you know, they they still teach their kids. I mean, like Marcus is being taught math, have to still do maths and stuff, because mm. in a way it is important. But then you kind of want to keep that sense of education is important, regardless if you're in a post-apocalyptic world, you still should need to learn how to speak, how to write, how to count, because it you know is yeah, important. Well, I I think I think. Uh, they they won't be teaching him, you know, like uh, <laughs> an analysis of of mice and men. I think, as you as no, you said, he'd no. be doing um, multiplication with his son because multiplication is the building blocks for problem solving. You know, oh, like there was, there was, there's always going to be a book which is going to be like this is a book about you know where 
you know, there's always like a book in these films where it's like, um, this is the book I had, you know, when I was younger. I wanted to give it to you. And it's like this book from like, you know, I don't know, maybe like Tess of the Doobervilles or something, you know, just like. Tess of the what? Of the Doogalvilles? No, the Doobervilles. Yeah, I know. And it's like, and it's like, oh, this book has got like, you know, you know, analog symbolism, stuff like that. It's it's uh, to like the to like the setting and uh, yeah, the narrative. yeah, but it's not like it's, that. Um, but yeah. but but I can see that it's be like oh look, this is a book that like you know I've always had on me and I give it to you. It's quite a good read and it's like I don't know like it reminds me as what I'm watching humans right now and then one of the um, the simps that obviously has consciousness is reading Ghost in the Machine, which is kind oh, of like of course yeah. yeah so it's like I, yeah I really don't like that. I I I don't know, like, because it's it's nice nice little reference to show that like, oh, we're making a film or TV like this, you know. But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's a bit like, oh, like it's like what was it? It's a film. Um, it was uh, the Ted Bundy film with um, what's his name? Um, uh, yeah, the guy from High School Musical. Yeah, High School um, Musical. I can't, I, damn it! What's his name? Zac uh, Efron. Zac Efron. Yeah. He's like really in a papillon, and he's like. I've written this oh, book God. and it's all about yeah. a man who's been accused of a crime he didn't he didn't commit and he has to escape. Yeah. And it, yeah, you it's, know, like you know, like a lot of people dispute Papino. They, yeah, they don't it, even it, think like a, a lot of it happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's kind of been seen as kind of like a very fictionalized book. Yeah. Um, I really want to see the film though with Charlie Hunnam and um uh, Rami Malek. It's all right. It's it's quite yeah. long. It's uh, if it's quite uh, but it's really in, it's interesting, but it's it's um it's quite it's quite interesting, to be honest. It's yeah, uh, interesting. I, but I think the the original with I think like Clint Eastwood's in it, or I can't remember. Oh right, it's um it's that's the the better one. Um, okay. Anyways, um, do you want to move on to talk about uh, Quiet Place Part Two? Yeah, uh, talk about some of the plot points from that. So, um. We haven't really seen the film because uh, we haven't really had time, but we, I, I kind of delved into some of the plot points in it. So, uh, if you spoilers. don't want spoilers, yeah, for, if you if yeah, if you don't want uh, any spoiler for Quiet Part Two, don't listen now um, at all. Uh, leave <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, uh, but basically, this has got uh, obviously uh, as well as Emmy Blunt. Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe returning. Drum roll, uh, please. And obviously, John Krasinski returns in like a flashback sequence, which shows the the uh, the beginnings of the alien invasion. And yeah. the idea that the aliens arrived on Earth by way of a meteor and crashed in New York. Oh, um, that's a bit, uh, yeah, that's a bit yeah. underwhelming. Yeah. Um, and so we've got Cillian Murphy as Emmett, uh, Jimmy Honsu as a man on the island. And then we got. He's in it. Jimmy yeah. Honsu. Yeah, no he's way. in it. Yeah. He's awesome. And then you got Scott Marconeri as Marina Man. So, uh-huh. um, so I basically. Really like these, like, not giving them proper names. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Uh, it's very Christopher Nolan ish. Well, you know, like it's not, it's not, In a way, it's like not every person you're going to meet is going to tell you their name. It's like you know exactly, yeah. It's like man yeah, well, at dawn. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. I, you know, the, it was the man at the I don't know the man in the lighthouse or the the, the green guy in the swamp, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> obviously, when we talk about the ending of Quiet Place One, yeah, 
um, the hearing implant that Lee gave Regan has this frequency which can overload the creatures. Some I, I really do you know do you know how to say it? Um, like how do you explain yeah, it? Looking right. back on Wikipedia, they say that um uh, one sec, so before retreat to the basement, when the creature returns, Regan, who realizes that the sound made by the implant distresses the creature, switches the device back on and places it on a nearby microphone, amplifying the feedback. So, yeah, it's, it's feedback. Do you know, like, when hmm. yeah, you put, like... Uh, do you ever do, like, stuff in school where like, you put, like, a mic near, like, a, a TV or, like, by the receiver? And no, the feedback no. is, like, it's no, really loud. I've never done that. Oh, like, well, I think it was just, like, wasted youth with me then. Just, like, you put, like, something Curious near the youth. receiver. Yeah, it's, like, it, it makes, like, this really, like, oh, it's really loud. So, I mean, it makes sense for them. Like, the creatures would be, you know, like, uh, distressed, really. And uh, it, it opens their glands. Up, yeah. And that's how you can kill them. Yeah, yeah. That's basically how you can uh, do it, yeah. Um, so, so basically, this has happened straight after, and apparently, the farmstead has been destroyed by the creatures because I don't know how many creatures arrived in the the farmstead at the end, but it must have been like a bunch of them. So they survived. Um, so obviously, they have to go searching for a new home. You know, searching for main survivor for main survivors. Uh, they bring a portable guitar amplifier microphone, um, which hooked up to Regan's hearing aid can fend off the creatures. So the idea is probably like you can kill them, but then you can't like you can. It's like a something like you know, like I could pull them away from you, so you don't they don't attack you. It's kind of like a yeah. uh, you know, it's it's what is you know I you know you know what I mean. Um, so they end up and then they end up going to his area and Marcus is caught in a bear trap and um basically they flee to an abandoned steel foundry. They stumble upon Emmett, uh Murphy's character, who's a friend of Lee's, and apparently Emmett is appears in the the opening flashback. He's at the baseball game with uh um, oh, but they know him. That's a bit contrived. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um he he takes them obviously, um and Marcus and Regan discover radio station that plays a song beyond the sea on the loop. Um and you're thinking, well, why is there a signal song playing beyond the sea? And uh it turns out okay, that um oh, no. this is why the big yeah. spoiler. There is an island that oh, is God. full of that has got people living in it. And oh. the idea was that Apparently, which and this is one of the plot holes of the film. We're looking at the first one, is that the creatures can't swim. Oh, um, so they dump, they put people on this island. The the national guard do, and they're like, this is literally one of the last communities because they're literally on an island, and the creatures can't land, can't swim, to go to the island because they can't swim. Um. So basically, like they, they, there's like three different kind of plot lines. Uh, Eb, Eb, um, Regan and Emmett go to find out the source of the signal. Uh, we, um, Marcus and the baby stay behind because Marcus is in pain, and Evelyn returns to like the shop from the first film, the yeah. pharmacist to get like supplies. Um, 
and basically they go there and they and before they go there they meet a bunch of like feral people marine men um who obviously they're like you know to some of this people have gone into like savage mode and they want to like rape and steal and all that um and they go there and basically one of the creatures follows them onto the island and it kills a bunch of of um of the of the what's called the the creature of the people including Hontoon's character he's basically seen as he's called the man on the island so he hasn't really got a name so they end up killing the creature and um Regan uses her hearing amplifier to broadcast this wave which can like which can be used to basically um which can be used to um defeat the creatures so basically yeah. regan's got the 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 weapon that's just like you know the 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 the, the great weapon <laughs> yeah. to defeat the evil creatures and that's how the film ends really and uh and but I, don't, I don't get like so you said like the the aliens right land on in new york yeah all right okay so they just land there what about I, like the rest of the world then? The, I, I, the rest of the world's fine. I don't know whether it's just America or it, could, it might just be all over the world. Uh, but then I again, think we're, we're meant to we're meant to think that it's all around the world, I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like, otherwise, like, why is America like destroyed? You know, but uh, it's it's just a bit annoying. Like, uh, see, like people are saying, like the second one's really good. Maybe if we saw it, maybe like all these points would make more sense. But uh, the only issue I'm, I, I'm happy you've seen in like a number civilization because it expands on the the world of a quiet place. Um, yeah, I do like that, and it's expanding on the world. I mean, we've got some feral people, we've got some savages. People have gone to like kind of savage, <laughs> yeah. um, become savages, and then we've got people living people living on this island, which nothing has changed for them, to be honest. Um, yeah. which I do like it, but the idea of other creatures can't swim, it's kind of like doing like a science thing where it's like, oh, the, the aliens are, you know, their weakness is water, which is very <laughs> stupid. Like, if yeah. you want to have a weakness for aliens, you've got to have something that's so, like, unique, something very small, but not obvious. You know, it's well, like... That, that's why the War of the Worlds was perfect, right? Because they, they weren't resistant to our, our like, illnesses. Yeah, that's that, that, that. I mean, obviously, you'd think if they were hyper intelligent, they would have like known about that. But well, but in a way, that the idea of they can't swim, so they can't reach this island. So obviously, there must be a bunch of uh, people must be living on all these islands across the world, not being able to be attacked by the creatures. Imagine like we'll be fine in Britain because imagine if it's lands in we're Europe, an be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. Maybe, maybe we'll have some issues. Where we can't import stuff, but you know we'll be able to survive. Yeah, I, that's why like stuff like America. See, like they're very, no pun intended, but they're very insular, aren't they? They're very. Um, they just think that like oh, America is just the world in general. So they don't they 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 don't even think about stuff like that. They don't think about like the rest of the world. I'm, obviously, I'm making a very blanket statement there, but that's how that's a lot of people's mindset. So in their mind, that that just does that is not a plot hole. 
The idea I was also want to um, talk mention is uh, obviously we're not reviewing this film based on what there's this plot line. Yeah, so maybe yeah. said that. But I'm giving this the benefit of the doubt, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I do think I like the first I, one. Yeah, I want to see I do, it. I do think it's going to, I, th- I think it's, it's going to be good. Um, but maybe the whole plot, the plot hole I've got is the creature swimming because doesn't one of the creatures, like when in the first one where um, Evelyn's like in her like, little bunker downstairs and then did she leave the tap running? Because where this starts um, flooding, did she leave the tap running? Uh, I don't know. I think something happens. I, I'm not sure if I get a creature like knocks something. So like the water pipes burst or something. Because I, I, I distinctly remember like water coming through the walls somehow. Yeah, so I'm not okay. sure if uh, a creature did it or something happened where water just starts like just pumping into the room. Yeah. I can't remember uh, though, but um, I have to rewatch that. But, but um, yeah, but, yeah. But then one of the creatures literally like can yeah, it was swimming, start swimming. So I'm like, what? Is it just like a little bit of water? It's oh, swimming. No, it, it likes to wade. It can't swim. It wades. No, it went literally. It went <laughs> on paddles. It went. It went under the water and then rose. It's like what? Yeah, it was swimming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why. Yeah, that, that's like... that's a, a bad one actually. Yeah, that's a really bad plot uh, plot hole. Oh, we don't. Oh, it's uh, maybe it can't deal with open water. Maybe it can't deal yeah. with like you know. It's like you know you can you, like kids can go to the shallow end of a swimming pool, <laughs> yeah. and then when they go to the deep end, they're like, "Oh crap, I can't swim." You know, like <laughs> maybe in the cellar he was holding on the floats, so he was he, he didn't feel that pressured really into swimming. So he, he saw his arm floating. back. Yeah, his arm. Yeah, back, arm back. <laughs> I got a really weird image of that. Because I, I read up, I read up about the second one. Yeah. yeah. After I watched the first one, I was like, "Wait, what? Like, it it, it can swim in the way like <laughs> if maybe it's like, like water, fresh water and not salt water. Maybe no, like, maybe its weakness is salt water. That's the problem I've got. It's like <sighs> weird like, shit like that. Yeah, you can't just have like that being a very much like oh, it's, it's all it's weakness. Also, it can't swim. Yeah. It's well, like, can you remember um the day of the Triffids? Yeah, how are they survive in that? They basically they go to the Isle of Wight because apparently Triffids can't swim. <laughs> and and what is it like in World War Z? World War Z. Uh, World War Z. I, I'm not saying World War Z. It's World War Z. They yeah. go to like some island, like in in Britain, like in Scotland or somewhere, because zombies can't swim. It's like uh, they can make mountains of people, right, to go over like the walls of Jerusalem and stuff. But they can't swim. Yeah, and also it goes back to signs where the literal weakness of the Indians is water. (laughs) Signs is a terrible film. I think the only people that like that, like they they regard it with a lot of nostalgia and rose tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah. Because it is probably one of the worst Shyamalan films he's ever done. Maybe on par with like Lady in the Water or something. Oh no, he's done worse. Lady in the Water. Yeah, I think he's done worse. I think science is better compared to Lazy in Water and The Last Airbender. And after to be honest, right? I don't think The Last Airbender is that bad. Like if you just get no, no, if, you just, no, no, if you think no. there was no source material, he wanted to just do this film about people who can use no, elements. I don't think it's was, that bad. There was literally three seasons 
of a show that has this source material. Yeah, you can't explain that. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, but when we talk about Dog Pacino's, talk about Last Airbender, which we'll be Ooh. doing next next yes. month. Yeah. This is how. Okay, so right, this is going off topic. I'm just going to make a point, and then we're going to move, oh, on, we never move back go to off topic, place. <laughs> No, I'm just going to make a point here. So basically, um, there's an Earth. As an earth, um, what you got, earth bending prison, earth bender, and yeah. in the show, it's set in this like this prison on you know floating in the sea, yes, yeah? in the middle of the sea, yeah. And basically, they can't, there's no earth around them, it's all just you know, uh, concrete and and man made yeah. metal and stuff like that. But then in the film, their prison is literally in this mold of earth. <laughs> Like, looks like it's the worst prison you think think of, and it's surrounded by earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you tell me. And yeah. also, also, okay, an earthbender in the show can move a tank. Okay, yeah, one earthbender yeah. can move a tank. If you watch Nostalgia Critics' review of Last Airbender, yeah, it's quite funny because he points out. <laughs> It takes literally five earthbenders in the film to move a rock to throw it at one of the fire. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, the the idea like, oh, you know, um, the firebenders have got to do like a whole form of like 40 movements and like a little bit of fire like shoots out. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Um, anyway, back to, back to A Quiet Place. Obviously, um, also, uh, apparently they've announced a spin-off of The Quiet Place as well. well um, was it going to be A Quieter Place? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, a loud place or something. Um, God, I don't know what else. What can no, you do? It's going like, to be called the library. It's going to be based in a library. I guarantee you. Right. <laughs> this the way this film, this new film, has ended. It does. It doesn't. Don't think you need another one because the idea is right. like, you've got humanity has been saved. You've got an island where civilization can carry on, and. And you got this, this weapon to use against the creatures. That, that's that's it. That's all you can do. You can't. I don't think they should make a, a third one because what else are you going to do? What what we're going to have like a big big alien creature to fight? You can have the boss creature or something. Yeah, because or... that's that's how it usually ends, right? Like they they find the cure or they find the the weapon yeah. to destroy the monsters, and they they're safe. You know, the family's safe. That's how, usually how you'd end it. Like I really don't want to know, be like I, I am legend. We found out that the that the weakness things doesn't really work actually. Oh yeah, when you yeah. find something new, yeah. um, or it only affects like the the lesser monsters. Like as you said, like there's going to be like the alien queen or some rubbish. Unless, there's going to be some like bigger one. Unless the aliens adapt to water, and then that's it. But then it's kind of like, well, I guarantee you, right? In the next one, we'll find. Uh, like it turns out, these are the drones, and there's a higher cast that have been like gestating until now, and they can fly. Guarantee it. They can fly. They're they're like flying ants. Guarantee it. Some something stupid like that. Do you think uh, John Krasinski's gonna do a third one? I think so, but I really. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, director. I think I did my. Uh... It might get a lot of hate on the podcast. It looks like we're basing this on kind of like the film. Yeah. The, well, we're not, we, we haven't like well, I mean, we're speculating. Film, yeah. speculating. But I don't think this film's going to be, this new film's going to be bad. 
Maybe, but I do think if, the, if, this is the, if this is the plot, because if it is, because I kind of read through a lot of articles, um, spoiler articles, to make sure I didn't get some like fake kind of uh, Reddit uh, post. Um, I do think that uh, I do think this should be the end of it, and I don't know what they. Maybe they should do a spin-off set in the early days of the. Of the the you know the the apocalypse, the aliens, aliens arrive, and that'd be interesting. Um, but you don't need to explore where these creatures have come from at all. It's like the xenomorphs and alien. We don't we need to know why the xenomorphs yeah. were, were where their origins were. But really, but Scott the, was like, we, yeah. like we want to. Like, we don't but, need but to that, know. That's the problem, anyway. Yeah. The moment you give an explanation to something that's full of like. I, I think it's part of horror. It's, it's the the sense of unknown, you know, like the eldritch or the as I, I said earlier, the, the Lovecraftian element yeah, of it is that we we put our own explanations on the the, the horror. We we speculate ourselves. We have our own head canon. And the moment you give like this boring ass explanation to it, it just it loses any sense of wonder, yeah. you know. But yeah, <laughs> but unless they're going to spin off, it's like oh. An alien crashed here like thousands of years ago, and Ugh, now scientists yeah. have uncovered it and they're experimenting on it or something. And then or like there's have... going to be some like found footage of like they're on like a uh, Ferris wheel on Coney Island and they see something crash into the harbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five coffee coffee points to anyone that can uh, can knows where that's from. Or, <laughs> or they it follows another mem- another person that ends up escaping from the creatures, but goes into a house with John Goodman in it. And, oh, uh, nice. Nice. And basically John Goodman really like good. making a lot of sound. Yeah. And it's like, what well, <laughs> do you not do in the Quiet yeah. Place universe? They did want to make this film like it, it, at one time it was in talks of becoming the new Cloverfield um, entry. Cause remember, Quiet remember Place. like a few years ago when they said like, Oh yeah, we're gonna have like loads of films coming out. We got Overlord coming. Yeah, it's gonna be loads of stuff. Over- and then he just fell Overlord. apart. Overlord wasn't, um, but it was meant to be in the shared universe of Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like because what was it? It was Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was quite good. Um, uh, the Cloverfield Paradox or something. Yeah, which is kind of like a terrible. It's like an origin for like the Cloverfield monster. Did, did you watch? I, I think I was in uni. I watched that. We watched it the day it came out. Yeah, and it was terrible. It was dumped <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. uh, it was like Overlord and some other. Like apparently, Overlord is not that bad. No, no, no. I do need to watch Overlord. I, I, it's got it's a guy kinda... who played um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, White Russell's in it. Yeah, White um, Russell. Yeah. It it feels like a bit like Wolfenstein and like Nazi zombies, like yeah, odd zombies. Well, like have you ever an old film called Frankenstein's Army? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know there was a Nazi scientist called Frankenstein, and he made like these like cyborg horrors. Oh my god! Did you, um, did, you did you know? Um, did you know about apparently like their? I think like the director of that is wants to sue Capcom because some of the designs Capcom. of the bosses in Resident Evil Village. Looked like they're literally like being taken from the Frankenstein's army. Really? Like, yeah. I yeah. did not. I didn't know that. Read, read all about That's it. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, I right. 
yeah, like I, I've, I haven't played that game, so I haven't really got any idea of what the monster. Oh, I love it. I, I, I played that. I love it. But it's, like, uh... you have to think like there's so many different creature monster, sorry, creature designs in Resident Evil. Like, how many games have they made? There's going to be some similarities. You know, that's it's like that's like saying right that uh, Mary Shelley's ghost should come back from the dead and sue that director for basically using her like idea as basis for the film, right? Yeah, it's, because it's... you know, like the idea of like the, the undead sort of monster made from different parts and and he's a cyborg and all this crap. Exactly. It's not original, you know. What? Why? Why didn't like I don't know like like. Okay. Again, I haven't, I haven't seen any of these designs, so I can't really say for certain, but that just seems a bit asinine to me. Okay, this is from uh, Gamer. So, movie director says Capcom copied his monster of Resident Evil boss fight. Um, and uh, and here we go. It's uh, there's, a, there's apparently... There's, there's, I haven't got to that point yet about this boss, so uh, apparently one of the bosses looks like... Uh, oh, yeah, it's called Propeller Head. His boss, propeller, propeller head. head, yeah, and oh, basically, right. there's a there's a propeller head in Frankenstein's army. Um, so going to images. Okay, right, yeah, that's de- that's definitely very close. But then again, right, like it's a pretty cool design. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, like any, anyone that's sort of like listening, like. Just look that up, Frankenstein's Army, Resident Evil, and it's the first thing. Yeah. Anyways, let's go back to Quiet Place. We're going on the window again. Um, is there anything else you want to say about um, A Quiet Place before we wrap up? Um, it's probably one of my favourite sort of like horror films that have come out lately. It's, I wouldn't even call it a proper horror film, it's a thriller. Really like it. Yeah. Um, performances by. Um, uh, What's the names now? Krasinski and uh, what's her name? <laughs> I forgot her name. Blunt. Oh, yeah, Emily Blunt. Uh, I have really, really strong performances. Yeah, all the, all even the, the, even the children, great. really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. All um, the are great. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I like, I like the, it's a very novel idea. Very, very good. Maybe um, if we do watch Quiet Place two in the future, we can do a quick post uh, review of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but right now we've been so busy, we have not, we have a chance to. Um, yeah. To watch in cinema. Yeah, because the uh, cinemas are open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what film we're going to watch in cinema probably will be. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to do a review of Fast and Furious Nine because I want to wait <laughs> until I have to. <laughs> I'm waiting that for next season. Season three of Hobby Coffee Cast is going to be Fast and Furious films, and it's, uh, it's only only Fast and Furious films. Uh, only Fast and <laughs> every Furious week. Films. <laughs> Hell, we'll even do two episodes a week. <laughs> the Fast and Furious films, uh, because family, <laughs> because family, they go up to just they go up to space and fight dinosaurs. I I did say, didn't I? I did say they go into the space for the next one, and they've got a rocket yeah, car. They have, I knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think people. Are, I think people are just getting sick of the films now. To be honest, they're terrible. Yeah, this new one's kind of not bad, actually. It's not bad. Oh, yeah, but like compared bad. to the other ones, you know, it's, it's, yeah, not, it's not a yeah. high bar. Yeah. It's 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 literally mm. just yeah, app- yeah. Apparently, apparently Dom, the most family man ever, has a secret brother that you know talking yeah. about. Yeah, I hate stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, a quiet place, twenty eighteen. What would you rate it? 
nine out of ten. Who? Nice. I would give it a strong eight out of ten. Yeah. Why? Very, why very do you film. rate this so low? I I don't know because they are like it's not like a film I, I'd rewatch. Sometimes I, I one of my um one of my sort of like things I put into my rating system in my head is like can I rewatch? Can I watch this now? Can I can I rewatch it? You know, you're literally know, Jeremy. It, it doesn't you're seem. Li- you're literally <laughs> Jeremy Johns, who's like who's like <laughs> oh uh, spectacular, awesome tackler. Watch it again. Oh, um, oh, I'll watch it like, oh, I forgot about it already. And it's like, it'd be good after, like, you know, to watch it for a couple of drinks and that's it, you know. That's a... No, but it's good, you know, like, I, I, I'm, I, like, if, if you just, like, line up all of the films I've ever rated, the ratings don't make any sense whatsoever. Because, I, I, like, one day, right, I'll just come out and say, oh, yeah, Highlander's 9 out of 10. And then other days, like, oh, shit. Also, so, seven, so, yeah. so, for example, if we reviewed the Godfather trilogy and you're like, oh, Godfather 1, pretty good film, but a bit, a bit <laughs> weird to so I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. Like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, I think you've got a point there, actually. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean... Like... Hey, wait, wait, don't worry. I literally gave Justice League uh, Snyder yeah. Cut 10 out of 10, Evo. That was spectacular, back... though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't really should be 10 out, 10 out of 10. Like... <laughs> You you were you were like you were still high after watching it. Like, I think the, the yeah, slow motion yeah. was just too much. <laughs> it's still a good film. I don't think it's bad. Um, oh no, I like, think it's great. I think it's really good. I think I give it like an eight or. I think it's like, like but then I also got some films that I enjoy that I would give like a really high rating. So, for example, yeah. like Ex- Expendables Two. I love that film. Yeah, Even it's probably not great. I still give it like an eight point five out of ten. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all it's all to do with what you yeah. like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like I was I was rewatching Gladiator last night, and it's just like it's two and a half hours long, mind. So I just re I rewatched parts of it, and I fucking love Gladiator. Have you seen the guy in the jeans yet? Have you seen the plot holes? In yeah, the, um... yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I, 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 I in the horse, isn't me, it? Yeah. Me and the boys from um from home were watching Gladiator one night. Yeah, house. One, one of our friends was uh, was like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to show you where all the plot, where like the yeah, the, the, what's it, the mis- the movie mistakes are." And in fact, it's a guy like wearing jeans in the crowd. Well, and you know, in the in the Colosseum when they have like the chariots going round, and there's a scene like... where you can see the fire extinguisher on the on the chariot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that one. Yeah, that's that's, that's great. The, um, have you, did, do you ever watch great movie mistakes on BBC Three? Yeah, with, with um. um uh, the guy from uh, Peep Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, Anna, that was what's good. his name? R- uh, Richard Webb. Is it, is yeah, Richard Webb. Webb. That, that was quite cool. That's like interesting yeah. in the movie mistakes. Um, but some some of them are really bad, don't it? When they said like, um, like in the film, it was like this date in this year, and he's going. Actually, if you look back in this year, that day actually fell on a Tuesday, so it's wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, like really, yeah. like like obscure sort of like facts and stuff i mean it's interesting but like some of them are just like jesus like how do people like or like the little continuity errors you know have you seen apparently in the eternals trailer there's like a part with all together and looks like there's a cameraman like next to them nice <laughs> you remember the um, was it was it godzilla king of the monsters in the trailer you could see the cameraman yeah yeah <laughs> in the actual like teaser trailer you could see the cameraman bad no, nothing beats Jean's guy from uh, The Mandalorian. 
Gene Still Slate. For the, yeah. I, I, I do wish he gets paid and he just appears in his stuff, in his films and TV he, shows. He was an editor. I think he was like, I think he was like an editor. But I want him to like appear in like a bunch of stuff, like Gene's guys. Oh my god, yeah. Gene's guys. Like, well, an you do realize now, right? That like he's going to appear at, like every Comic Con now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> have, have you seen that really famous photo of like um, it's a behind the scenes thing of uh, the first Star Wars, and there's a guy and he's wearing pink pants. And he's holding a boom mic, uh, mic. so yeah, loads I've of seen people that. now will just do that. They'll hold a boom is that above boom, like actual is that characters. Boom, like, uh, is that boom? Yeah, like, I think his name's Boom Guy. Yeah, or bo- Boom uh, Pink Shorts Guy. And people actually go at the cons dressed as him. Like that's, that's brilliant. Really funny. That's, that's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, guy's probably fired though. But it's it's funny to be like, <laughs> yeah, he's probably never going to work in. Wait, was it in again, like, like the Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier? There was there was another jeans guy, wasn't it? Yeah, there was <laughs> by the door. I, th- I think it was anyway. They always like it, they're quite strict on set, so you can't like talk and stuff, and you can't yeah. like be in the shots and stuff. But yeah, it's quite being when you record filming, it's quite a hectic kind of environment, so it's you can make mistakes. But that's what editing's for. But then obviously, I think some people just forget yeah. to it's go like, for the edits. Uh, we- we'll fix it in post. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so. Um, yeah, we're giving our scores for a quiet place. We will um, give our review for a quiet place part two when we're watching in the near future. Um, so we're starting off June 2021. Talk about a quiet place. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Conjuring, the devil made me do it, the newest storm in the Conjuring uh, franchise. Then the week after that, we are going to be doing, I wouldn't say a mid season review because mid season review is kind of like, it's, a, it's, like a, it's going to be like a jump, it's going to be a little gap. Um, so I'll say we're going to be looking at episode one to eight of the Bad Batch because it's going to be quite a lot to. Uh, it's like sixteen episodes, and then before that's got idea. Yeah, Bad um, Batch. Have some theories for what the later it's half's going to be. And then after that, we can be talking about Vinland Saga, which is a really, oh, really great manga I'm series. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's uh, I re- it's really getting me into like anime. Yeah, and stuff anyone now. that really wants to get into anime need, needs to watch that. It's yeah. not like I, I I was really apprehensive about watching like any sort of anime. Like even like going into Death Note, I was a bit. Uh, is is it weird? You know, is it like like when when I'm in the, in the house, I still get like weird looks off my brother and sister. They're just like, "Why are you watching this?" I'm like, "It's really good." Do you ask because it's because anime has been seen now. There's a bunch of like horny guys hentai, hentai stuff. That's that's it. Yeah, like. I mean, like don't don't get don't get us wrong. Like Vinland is very very like graphically violent. Oh yeah, yeah but but then yeah. again, most of TV is now like look at Game of Thrones. There's no like like sex really I, in Vinland I re- Saga. I really want to. Um... I want to review Castlevania though in the future. Ooh, apparently, is that the one on Netflix? Yeah, apparently it's really good. Um, apparently yeah. that's, that's really, that'd be, that'd be really Have good. you watched uh, Mayor of Easttown? Yeah, on Sky. Uh, I've seen it advertised. I it's don't know anything about really, it. It's basically like a typical uh, crime drama with Kate Winslet as a detective. Okay. But it's really good. Is it good, like a apparently. British thing? No, it's uh, in America. Okay. Um, it's, you know, like, it's one of those typical HBO crime dramas like two detectives and stuff but the last it, crime drama i watched was the night of and that was years ago <laughs> yeah that was quite good that was that's was pretty good uh but this one is is really got really good reviews like so yeah i've seen it advertised yeah that, that's yeah. like the thing at the moment in when, when i work in cardiff it's like 
on the on like the side of buses there's like massive posters of just like mayor of east town it's like all right i'll watch it i do eventually. like you see some of the buses where it's like it's still got a poster from a film like yeah like 10 years ago but then they're yeah like changing well, it. it was like uh, there's still like in some places the um the, the posters for the mandalorian season two it's unreal like when when did that come out like la- was it last oh damn October, right? Last, Last October. October. Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, pff, mental. Absolutely right. mental. So, thank you everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talking about uh, Acquired Place. Um, they should have gone to a library, but I will leave my dad jokes aside. Uh, might not drink, drink in my pims while I say that. It's like... <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but should have gone to a library. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you just go to a library. It's a quiet place. Like, you know... <laughs> God's sake. It's like, it's like, it's like a, if a creature comes in and then there's this woman behind the counter is like, yeah. Shh, and the creature's Quite. like, okay, okay, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, or they were like that orc from Lord of the Rings. Quiet. <laughs> the one who sounded like Clancy Brown. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, of course, I said earlier, follow us on our Instagram pages. Um, I do forget to mention it in the, in the beginning, but oh well. Yeah, it's, um, it's cool. Obviously, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and email us if you want any information. Um, if you you won't get scammed off us, I will not be asking you to send me money to support my friend in this investment. Um, so, <laughs> oh, do you see that guy message that? Do you see him message that guy yesterday, yesterday last night? No, on, no. Oh, it's so funny. Wait, I, I, he basically was talking about like um, he wanted us to um, give him money to like, oh, I can make your podcast more, oh, give you more right, awareness yeah. and stuff. And um, I basically was like, uh, he was like, do you want to get top rank with thousands of listeners, downloads, and subscribers for your Apple podcast, with thousands of subscribers and viewers for your, your YouTube videos? Or YouTube channel, all are real and organic human. And I literally oh, responded, God. organic human. Now you have my interest. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up and take my money. <laughs> uh, it's going to defy me in future armor with the money. Um, you should have just said that. That would be really funny. <laughs> um, Organic human. <laughs> and uh, they are, we're basically on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Overcast, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Um, yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Click that follow and like button and uh, give us some comments about what you think about the podcast. Um, But yeah, I hope everybody has a good weekend and we'll see you on the next Coffee Coffee Cast.